Prepare to be disappointed. Talking about making yourself the target. Prepare to be disappointed. Sup kids, how are you doing today? Would you believe that I'm doing right? I'm doing I'm not doing bad. <laughs> You know, bit of a weird introduction. Prepare to be disappointed. Um, you know, that's how I start my dates. Go on a date. Yeah, you know, meet someone. Go out for food or whatever you do on a date these days. I don't know what you do on a date these days. It's pandemic, isn't it? Can't really do anything. So you just kind of sit back and go. All right, well, guess we'll, guess we'll go for a leisurely walk somewhere. Maybe have a work affair. Put some cake on. Yeah, well, who knows? Who, who knows? But prepare to be disappointed. The reason I say that is because I realise that this title for this podcast is probably one of the most clickbaity titles I've had ever. More more so maybe than the Sarah Millican one or the Productive Masturbation one. But um, enough of that nonsense. I've been experimenting. I've been experimenting with women. And so have you. I hate to tell you that. But you've been part of this experiment, too. I thought I could hold that together as a serious thing. I really can't. I need to explain myself, don't I? I need to explain myself to get past the quirky title and disappoint the people who are uh, a minute into this video. So what do I mean by experimenting with women? Well, first off, I haven't just been experimenting with women. I've been experimenting with women and non-binary people. Have Essentially, I've been experimenting with everybody who doesn't classify themselves as male. That's what I've been doing. I've been exploring. <laughs> It still it sounds it sounds even worse. It gets more clickbait as you go into it. Now I've been exploring and I've been exploring ideas and one of the ideas I have been exploring is just an experiment which I run for the year and I need to explain to you kind of what and how this podcast actually works. So, you know, I take this podcast and I do my show and I get my idea and I get my guests, but every year I adjust something. Just one thing. Usually just one thing. I'm a very cautious person for changes. I don't tend to do dramatic changes. I tend to adjust one thing, see what happens, come back to it, and see how that affects things as we go along. You'll notice that as we go through, and you'll notice that in the video where I discuss, you know, <clears throat> how long we've been doing this and stylistic changes and all that kind of thing. But I adjust one thing. You'll notice this year, 2022, I have adjusted the thumbnails for the solo podcast. I added little illustrations now because I wanted, I wanted something to, you know, include my artwork with the front of the podcast. And I also wanted all the thumbnails, which are for the solo podcast, to stop looking like it's just a slow time lapse of me gesturing uh, in, in some manner. So I've, you know, I've corrected that by just one thing. But last year and year before, year before, I said to myself, you know what? I, I had a lot of friends on. Friends are fantastic. Get to know them. But I know all my friends. And I, I you know, I want to reach out and see if it's possible to get strangers. So I said to myself, for the year in 2020, everyone I talk to, the majority should be strangers. Should be guests I've never had on the show before. Should be views I've never had on the show before. And that we managed to do that. You know, Some of that was through reaching out to friends who'd never been on the show. But I didn't want any repeats. I wanted as few repeats as possible. I think we only had a couple in that year. And then when I got to the end of the year, I thought, that's fantastic. That's been a great year. That's That should be the future of the show, obviously. I'm always happy to have people back because they come back with new thoughts, new ideas, and progress within their lives. And catching up with them is great. I'm thoroughly intending to have a few people back on this year who we have spoken to before because, you know, I want to talk to them again. I mean, I know I can talk to them off camera as well, but I want you to talk to them too, is what I'm saying. Anywho, so... When I approached 2021, what I said to myself was, well, 
what, what could we do for 2021? And then another thought popped into my head, and it kind of came down and, and slapped me around a little bit, and I thought, you know what, we should probably do that too, so I'm going to track, backtrack a little bit. Um, so, essentially for 2021, the, the challenge I set for myself was that basically all the guests I had on the show, none of them should be men. It should be 100% women non-binary. That's what it should be for 2021. And I set myself that challenge. And if you look back and you look through those videos, I achieved that challenge. There is only two men on that entire stretch of season. And that is my brother. And if I had a sister, I would have replaced him. But I don't. It's just me and him. So we, we substituted him in right at the beginning of the year. Nice little bit of consistency for the people who come back every year. Thank you for coming back every year. And uh, about midway... I think it was, yeah, literally midway. Uh, we had Paul Outlaw, but he, he had a caveat because he came with his partner. So, you know, there's a, there's a loophole. There was a little loophole there. But what I wanted to do was I wanted to expose my audience and I want to expose my, my podcast to that change and see what happened. See what audience retention would be like. See what audience reaction would be like. See, see whether would anyone would notice. And to be honest... I don't know if you did, because nobody mentioned it. <laughs> we went through a whole year. Nobody came to me, and this could be because my viewership is low, but nobody came to me and said, Graham, I noticed a trend. Hmm. I noticed a trend there with the guests you're picking. And some of those guests were picked. Some of those guests weren't picked. And that's the other more interesting part of this as well, which we will get into. But why am I discussing this now? Why am I discussing this at this point in time. Well, recently on the show where I had Lucy Sullivan, go check out Lucy Sullivan. That episode was great. She's an artist I really, really respect. Um, and her work is fantastic. But there was a comment she mentioned, um, and it was that her work is readily consumed by men. And that her that people have told her that she has very manly artwork. It's very male-themed. And it's something I've been told before. I think I mentioned it on the show. was... You know, subjects and topics I tackle, they say are very masculine. It's only something a man would do. I had a date walk into the house and say it's a very, very man house. You can tell a man lives here. And I don't don't understand that, right? I, I just don't. It's not something I understand because how can concepts be gendered? You know, how can car parks be manly? It just doesn't work unless you're speaking, you know, another language where there is feminine masculine languages which by the way is is insane it not just in terms of a concept but insane in terms of learning a language it makes it like a hundred times more hard but she got that comment and so what i did was i looked into my own statistics my own metadata my own analytics and i'm going to say analytics not analytics so deal with that while you can um so i looked into the analytics of who views my show who um Views my page, who views my Instagram, my Facebook, what kind of audience retention I get. Because I do check this stuff. Surprisingly, I do pay attention to this stuff and see what works and see what doesn't work. Hence my knowledge of clickbait titles. Anywho. And there is a statistic which always surprises me. Because if I'm making content which the outer world is seeing as heavily male and heavily interesting for males, then why is my retention on most platforms weighted 10% more to female? That's the question. That's the question which occurs to me. And that's why we're we're discussing this now. (laughs) Why we're kind of looking into it. And it was one of the reasons why I also wanted to do this experiment. So 
Yeah, when it, it's a truth. When I when I look at my Instagram, when I look at my Facebook, a lot of the attention I get is female. And you, there is reasons and studies which have been done around social media and gender and different ways people interact with content and different sensibilities and how they react to content. And there is a statistic to say that in general, um, the female part of the population tend to interact more with content online in a follow consistently kind of way. Men will tend to pick up something and leave it. That's just something which has been studied. I can't quite remember where the study came from, so apologies if I've got it entirely wrong. I will happily backtrack on that and have someone on the show to discuss it. But that's a that's a concept. There is that, and then you could also say there's other reasons in the sense of um, just me being me, people thinking I'm pretty. I disagree with that completely. But what I like to think is that I have a good range of opinion and also a good range of guests on the show who would be interested in, in viewed. Because what's interesting as well is that age range-wise, my audience retention is about 25 through to 35, and that is consistent. People who are younger don't tend to watch me. People who are older don't tend to watch me. And you, could, you can bark forever about reasons for that. But I thought that was interesting. It was an interesting little topic and a little side tick, which is there. So back to the experiment at hand. What did that show me doing the experiment to compare those statistics? What it actually showed me was having a look at it, I didn't really gain anything viewer-wise within the year. Obviously, I got the minor increase from just being around for a long time um, and having guests and having new guests. That consistently just gradually increases, and that's good. Um, But what I did notice was I do get more engagement in terms of comments and do, do get more engagement in terms of people reaching out. As I say, a couple of those guests which I had on last year were people who reached out to me to say, hey, would you would you like to have me on your podcast? And that's that's what I want. That's what I really want. I want people to come to me and find me and say, hey, we should chat. La, 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 la. Because I want to be accessible and I want to be accessible to everybody. <clears throat> Content-wise, not in person. When I'm in person, you could probably leave me alone. Um, but... That was great, and that was interesting to see and interesting to find happen. And I, I, I'm, I don't know where, why that happens. I don't know why that difference existed or whether it was coincidental. I don't have enough data for that. I probably have to run it for a much longer time. But it was interesting to see. Now, the other side of this, of course, is because I have that, that ratio. I was going to say weighted ratio. That weighted ratio of audience. I was curious whether that would be something more responsive. You know, if... If you show an audience someone who is similar to them, do you get more feedback from them? Do you do you get more engagement from you? Are they more interested than if you put someone who is different from them? Do you get more interest in that? That's something which I find regularly is the content I try to find is different from me. The, the content I look for and the people I look for tend to be different from me. And that's because I'm looking to learn all the different vices. But I know that's not everybody. I know that's not how everybody works. A lot of people watch a show or watch content because it's something they can relate to, because it's something they understand. And they, you know, they want that confirmation. They want the confirmation. So it was really interesting as a, just like an exploration of just how an audience would react and how they retain and, and whether that would affect the long running term of, of audience <laughs> profiling i guess would be the way to put it but there was another reason i wanted to do it as well well there's actually a couple of other reasons so the the second reason was there's this ongoing argument and you'll see it argued about and discussed online literally every year i think i did a quick google and the same article basically pops up every year but from a different publication of somebody asking where are all the female headliners and that'll literally be the article title 
and I'm, I'm I'm almost like I feel like the same person's writing the article every single year, and it's kind of sad. And it started about 2017. That's when you'll probably track back to find the first one. Now, that article comes out every year, and it's about music festivals and shows and panels and everything like that, and how these voices out in the community and entertainment industry are heavily male, and I agree, they are. They are completely heavily male. What's weird about this argument and this idea is that the rebuttals which these institutions put up against having more female, not more non-binary people within their groups, within their shows, within their hosts, are basically along the lines of, oh, well, no, we won't do that because it'll affect, you know, it'll affect our, our finances, it'll affect audience retention, people just don't want to see it, we, get, we bring the people what they want to see. Do you, though? Do you really bring people what they want to see? I just did a whole year where I had only women, you know, for lack of, for a straight term, I, I had, had a, <laughs> only women for a whole year, so my numbers didn't go down. It didn't affect the cost, didn't affect the finance, didn't affect anything like that. That's why I did. I did a full-on experiment to see what it would affect, and it didn't affect anything. So that argument, which you're using to say, oh, they, you know, there's no audience retention, they don't bring in the numbers, is bullshit. Let's just face it. It is just bullshit. The reason which you don't do it and the reason which people you know, realize and recognize is that these institutions, these organizations have a list of guaranteed money makers which means they also have a list of guaranteed contacts if those contacts make consistent amounts of money and consistent profit every year and increase profit every year they are not going to change that setup because why would they from a business point of view and that's the truth of it it's literally it's literally just greed okay that's all it is and I mean, I think one of the ones which was used was, um, I can't remember which festival it was, they were saying, oh, you know, there's just no big female headliners. And then at the same time, uh, artists like Dua Lipa had the most streams on a platform for the entire year. So the fact that you're saying that just shows that you're not willing to put in that extra little effort. And the way I kept thinking of it is like, it's like a pie. I know I use cake as an analogy a lot, but today we're using pie because why not? So you've got this pie and on the top crust is the entertainment industry it is all these venues festivals whatever you want to call it on the top layer and that is the pie crust layer if the pie crust is serving the purpose of giving you a good picture of a pie you're not going to look down to the filling and literally all i had to do was break the crust to find an absolute wealth of talent curiosity and content and just enthusiastic people waiting underneath the crust that's and that was i discussed this in another podcast where i said you're trying to break your own circle you know i mean my algorithm is absolutely fucked by the way on an instagram because i've spent the year looking for female guests and non-binary guests <laughs> it is so weighted right now there is no balance but again it would be incredibly easy for me to find male artists what's harder is to find female artists and and find them in a sense which is getting in contact with them and coordinating with them and finding work which is something which you want to talk about and discuss all it really is is just a level of effort right that's all it is it's just effort and because they already have these contacts they'll have agents those agents will be in talks with such and such and such and those agents will have formed their organizations years and years ago it's literally just a flat line layer of we're lazy and you are you're, you're just lazy because the effort involved is barely any to do more 
it it really is and what I, what i also think is a kind of a a side hypothesis is the reason that they don't want to break that pie crust layer is simply along the lines of if they do that they're going to have to adjust some of their working practices there are things within those organizations and within those systems which if exposed would make them look bad and if they get in people who are progressive powerful independent those at low those situations are going to be exposed and i honestly think that's it i think that's that's the system they don't want extra eyes and judging eyes within those systems so they keep people out of them and what i love seeing now is seeing big bands especially headline acts who are male taking with them as their support acts female acts and, and non-binary acts that i love seeing that because it's it's literally them accepting we have this platform and we need to do something out how about it we have this platform and we need to bring other people with them the great i think this is like um baby metal or something they told of motorhead or something like that and literally posted just like if you're metalhead and you've got a problem with baby metal fuck off you don't know anything about metal and I love that. It's breaking the mold and it's breaking the boundaries. And it's down to us to do that. Which brings me to point three. Now, I don't think I'm breaking the mold in any particular way, shape or form. But what I am very aware of, very, very aware of, is that I am a straight white male on the internet. I'm a straight white male on the internet with a podcast where I just give my view for half an hour. That's a dime a dozen. That honestly is a dime a dozen. It is a situation where I've sat to myself going, well, the world doesn't really need another podcast, Graham. But at the same time, I enjoy doing this, so I'm less making it now to change the world or, you know, gain fame or fortune or become the best podcaster ever. Fuck that. If I had wanted that, you wouldn't be able to hear the camera refocusing every couple of seconds. Now, see, you hear that? There was a little... little... Now, what I'm doing now is putting out my ideas out there because it gives me catharsis, it gives me an enjoyment and then happiness to do that. I recently spoke on Twitter about this, um, saying, you know, the reason I do this, the reason I get guests, the reason I bring people onto the show is to learn about backgrounds, to learn about stories, to engage discussion about topics, whether I agree with that topic, whether I don't agree with that topic. We've not had a situation where I you know, completely disagree with the topic so far. We're, we're, we're running long on that, that stretch. But that's why I do it. And I do it because it's, it's fun. And it also gives me access to people I really respect and the artwork which they create and get to learn more about them and learn about their, their methods and their progression and also just getting that information more out there making people more vocal and conversation based rather than the polarizing views which has become online and that's why i do it now i as i say have these episodes i have these solo casts so when i get guests guests on that's why they pick the topic because I'm doing 50%, right? I'm doing 50 to 60% of just me. So I need to balance that by getting, you know, 50, 60% of somebody else, somebody else's view to say, hey, no, what you said was absolute nonsense. Let's talk about that. So we will talk about that. So when I did a year of non-male, part of that was it too. Part of that was just sitting there and going, you know what? I'm an, I'm, for lack of a better way of learning it, I'm an awful lot of man. Therefore... I need to balance that. I need to give the world the voices which do need to be heard and the ones who, you know, are too busy creating work and creating fantastic things and doing fantastic things and interested in fantastic things that they haven't got time to sit 
with a podcast and they haven't got the, the interest and the want to sit with a podcast. So I do that and then I give a platform there and it's not in any way altruistic. It's not in any way me thinking, oh, I can save the world and I'm so I'm so pious for giving people this platform. No, it's literally me just sitting there going, I, I talk a fucking lot. I, I do. Let, let's get someone else talking. Somebody else who maybe doesn't have the opportunity to talk. Somebody who doesn't have that space. And I'll give them my space for you know an hour. Why not? What more can I do other than that? You know, I'm not huge. I'm not important in any way. But we can have a conversation. We can have a discussion. It might help people. It might help people through that day. So as I say, 2021 was an experiment. The experiment's over now. I'm back to just booking guests as, as guests come to me and booking guests based on, you know, whoever I find and whoever I reach out to. I've got some fantastic guests coming up, by the way loving it um i'm still reaching out to people I've, I've i think by the time you see this show i mean this is this is let me tell you a little little secret here right now is january look at the date you're on and look at the day i am on january either way so it's january and i've got guests lined up all the way up until now which is great so I'm still continuing that line and I'm still tr- continuing to try and find people who are diverse and topics which are diverse because I never want this to become a one, you know, a one topic show as it were. I think if you're giving yourself a platform and you have the arrogance and the ego to sit there and go, no, I'm going to make this show and you know what, I'm going to share this show and everybody's going to listen to me. If you have that kind of level of arrogance, you need to be doing your best to make sure that what you're presenting is not only interesting, engaging, but moving the cultural conversations along. That's important. If your podcast, your show isn't doing that, then what? honestly, what is the point in it? You're just regurgitating. That's all you're doing. You're BuzzFeed. You're BuzzFeed in 2006. That's what you're doing. You're just... <laughs> you're pushing the argument alone. You're Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan doesn't progress the conversation. Weird shot Joe Rogan just at the end of the podcast. But that's what I think. I think... If you're having a show, you should be doing something to progress the conversation and provide platforms for those who don't necessarily have platforms. And it's up to you. It's up to you and your level of importance. So what I want to see in the future, if you're watching this and you have a a view of putting a show together or putting an event on, just put in that extra effort. Go out and find some diversity. Go out and find some representation for the people who want want to view your stuff. And that audience is there. They're ready. They're waiting. And they're bored of listening to the same conversations over and over again. I'm certainly bored of listening to the same conversations over and over again. That's why I have a podcast. Got to find some way to get that content I need. Either way. Tell me if you noticed. Let me know in the comments below. Maybe I've just blown your mind. Maybe I haven't. Maybe it's all old news. I'm pretty old news. I'm just getting older. I'll talk to you guys later.